Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. Right. You're, You're listening, listening to. <laughs> You're listening to discourse. 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 From, from from NPR. NPR. Amaranek Public Radio. Let's talk about a character that rings in every child's ears: Spider-Man. This character brought by Marvel is not just the name of a superhero, but a peek into the childhood of so many. On the TV, in video games, and in comic books, Spider-Man can be seen everywhere. More than just the iconic mask and costume, the man under the mask, Peter Parker. The first Spider-Man appearance came in 1962, issue 15 of Amazing Fantasy. This burst onto the page set up a cultural appeal of superheroes for years to come. First created by famous writer Stan Lee and artist Steve Ditko, Spider-Man's humorous and charming writing was refreshing from the other slightly scary sci-fi stories created in Amazing Fantasy. An example being the ugly alien named Monsteroso, who appeared in issue 5. While Marvel publisher Martin Goodman was against the idea of a superhero with Peter Parker, a dorky kid who he thought the audience would be repelled by, Stan Lee pushed his creation of Spider-Man and success followed. Over 50 years later, Spider-Man sits next to Superman as one of the most well-known superheroes in comic and movie history. From a young age, this nerdy but inspirational character mattered to me a lot. The suit, the powers, and the action had all caught my attention from a young age, whether it be on film or in the cartoons. Because of my adoration for Spider-Man, Peter Parker followed. My father gifted me with boxes of Spider-Man comics at a young age, and though my reading was weaker than the pages asked for me, the drawings had piqued my interest as a red man swung around the very city I lived in for the first three years of my life. Even in my preschool years in Brooklyn, I was known to all the teachers as being the boy who sang superhero songs, ranging from the Iron Man to Batman cartoon theme songs. However, my most well-known song had been the cartoon Spider-Man intro. Looking back, what I loved most about Spider-Man was the charming act he played whilst fighting interesting evildoers. What I learned recently, however, and came to respect for the writers, was the sense of humanity and realism written in an imperfect man. Peter Parker, with all his superpowers, villains, and fancy suits, still has to pay his rent. He is depicted as a poor news reporter, a man who can barely afford the apartment he lives in. Though the people surrounding him like Aunt May and Mary Jane are important to his lives, every issue, whether it be a villain or normal issues, are faced alone. Even through all these problems facing him, he takes on his responsibility because of his moral high ground. As Stan Lee, the creator of Spider-Man, said, that person who helps others simply because it should or must be done, because it is the right thing to do, is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero. Peter loses a lot, unlike Superman or Captain America. He wakes up each day with the humiliation of bullying and regular issues, as well as the danger of his crime-fighting life. My favorite Spider-Man story, something that defines who the character is in my mind, is the death of Gwen Stacy. In this daunting and real piece, Spider-Man's greatest foe, the Green Goblin, 
comes for Peter's personal life. The goblin picks up Gwen Stacy and flies her around as a hostage, Spider-Man flinging through the air in desperation. In the average comic, the hero saves the girl, and it repeats the same ending that readers expect every time. However, Gwen is not saved. She falls from Goblin's glider, Spider-Man dropping to catch her, and swings his web onto her. The death is unsatisfying and disturbing, Spider-Man's own web not being able to save her from gravity and snapping her neck as well as her spine. There is something beautiful seeing the hero to find as perfect and fantastic and never to lose, losing the greatest thing they love to the villain. The image of Peter holding Gwen in his arms with hopelessness flowing through the pages haunting. That hurts. To see your hero fall to a worst case scenario. It hurts because realism infects that make-believe story you love, but it's such an indescribable feeling to lose. As a result of these stories of loss being so crucial to me, my biggest fear became the act of losing. Whether in school or in social situations, the back of my mind always feared the worst to come. Any conversation with newer people I walk into, I look first at how they react to my presence. I look for judgment, annoyance, anything that is a negative reaction. My hyperfixation on the act of losing has led me to avoid any possible risky situations. Before the pandemic, my goal was not to do good in life or even to do what made me happy. My goal had been simply to survive, to be safe. This changed when, during 2020, I looked at the world from a bigger picture than my purpose in my small town. This came from volunteering around my local community, helping clean up messes for the town and repaint rundown areas in New Rochelle. I met an old man who seemed to be asking for help cleaning up his house, and my club for volunteer work did just that. Walking into his home, I noticed large amounts of broken furniture, items he needed to throw away, and dust that needed to be broomed away. I got to work, the man watching with excitement. When finished cleaning the house, the look on his face was astounding, like I had saved a life, when in reality all I had done was broomed his floors and cleaned his dirty living room. The joy supporting this man gave to me was immense. I felt like a superhero. And then the next day I went to school and worried about the next test to come. I was dealing with my everyday issues while focusing on what I could do to help more people. Never had I lived like Peter Parker more than that. With great power comes great responsibility is the line Peter follows. This is the focal point of the character. With all of his greatness comes loss. He wears the mask under responsibility of what is to come, the issues he has to deal with, but he doesn't give up. With every loss, he wears the mask the next day and swings through the city in search of anyone who needs his help. I give Spider-Man a five out of five. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man.